Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Always Almost There Live. Very, very excited to be here today. Um, we're going to talk about the bracket. We have a very, very, very special guest in the house with us today, Mr. Peter. Hello. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you on the pod. You know, we've, we've, been, we've been looking forward to this for a very long time. Oh, this is great. Um, I'm stoked for what you guys are doing here with the bracket and everything. So, uh, you know, excited to get involved. It's the way to go. We're going to, so, but, you know, we are just about to wrap up the second round of the bracket. Um, and before we dive into the remaining jams, the jams that we hope uh, or we wished were still in the bracket and all sorts of other fun stuff. Brian is going to talk a little bit about how the bracket is going. Yeah, yeah. So so the bracket's going really well this year. Uh, so much participation. This is the third year that we've done this bracket uh, for anybody who's new. Um, and, you know, some 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 interesting facts. So we we did a big crowd seating uh, this year, and thank you, uh, Peter, for participating in the crowd seating. By the way, um, first time we had it, we've had a band member send us their uh, their stack rankings. Um, we also crowd seated the first year for 2020, and I think we had 11 submissions. Uh, this year we had uh, almost 60. Um, so uh, a lot of involvement from the community, which has been fantastic. Um, a lot of chatter online, uh, a lot of healthy debating, um, a lot of blaming of Vickers. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's it, it's been a great success. Um, and yeah, so Peter, it's it's really awesome to have you on to talk about this, um, to get your perspective, um, not only as 
you know, one of the members of, of you know, our favorite band, but also as as somebody who has taken the time to, to rank these jams, listen back and, you know, provide that, uh, you know, that opinion to all of us. So, so we really appreciate it. Um, and, you know, along those lines of, of your of your crowd seating submission, I, before we dive into the Sweet 16 matchups, um, just, I, you know, I've always wondered if, I guess I've always assumed that you probably listen to more live goose than anyone in the band, if not just for all the post-production work that you do. Is that, would that be an accurate assumption? Yeah, I think it just is the nature of my role. Um, you know, doing the soundboards and stuff, you end up just listening back to pretty much every show. Um, and then like there's a video or something, you, you know, watch that a few times over. So um, throughout the year, I'm pretty familiar with what's going on, you know, how certain improvisational segments are getting response. Um, mm. So, yeah, definitely. And and then, you know, related to that, I guess, you know, I know we've talked a little bit in the past about, um, you know, your recollection of certain shows or certain jams. And, you know, you've talked about you know, just like the overall vibe or you know, the energy, you know, really makes some stuff stand out for you that maybe some of it was off our radar a little bit for whatever reason. So yeah. when you're put when you're putting together your your crowd seating submission, is how much of that would you say is based on just kind of your recall from those shows and your kind of post-production re-listening versus, you know, months after the show, maybe going back and re-listening to try to figure out where you would rank these different jams? Yeah, I think, I mean, when I, I originally sent you guys like 32 jams that, um, you know, I, I ranked and I, I thought, you know, I didn't really do any re-listening at that point. I was just kind of going off of what I remember um, and like the energy that we felt in those particular moments. And, you know, I probably had listened to like some of them over again, um, you know, probably like the San Francisco Wisteria or something like that. Um, but a lot of them I just kind of was doing off of memory. And uh, after listening back, I think like once we started doing the, you know, the whole like voting and everything, I was listening back to as many jams as I could. Um, I don't think I listened to every single one, but I've listened to all the ones that are made it to the Sweet 16 here. Um, and uh, I think my rankings would have been way different after listening Ooh. back to everything. Um, you know, because there is definitely, I think there's a lot that I forgot about that is like really good, uh, really good um, improvisation, um, like some some super standouts uh, in the bracket. That was it's been actually been really great to listen back, um, and like some of the jams of, I've you know, it's been inspiring. Like in terms of like I'm in a writing space right now, um, and have been for like the last couple of weeks. So, listening back to some of these jams, like. I get ideas for like songs and stuff. So this has been like a really awesome exercise. Like the bracket has led to some really cool things already. So, um, you know, good job guys for doing this. And like, you know, I, it's been really fun. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's really awesome to hear. I'm, I'm glad that we can do our part in inspiring, helping to inspire future Your inspiration. So, yeah, yeah, next, awesome. The next great jam vehicle. Exactly. Where's the butterflies? You know, when are we getting that? Like, yeah, we're taking songs for rides that we've been wanting. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's something you don't necessarily get time to do like when you're on the road mm-hmm. um, or most of the year. So like this reflection time has been really cool. Um, there was so much great music played last year, you know? Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, nice. And uh, so before we dive into the Sweet 16 itself, um, I do want to let everyone know we're treading into dangerous territory here. Um, we, this is this is the first year um, so far that we've made it through this much of the bracket without Peter um, influencing some uh, voting in any way. Um, I know Neil has some very strong opinions about a certain Hosewood um, that was, uh, to paraphrase him, murdered by Peter. It, it was killed in cold blood. Peter killed what, it in cold what did blood I, what did in 2020. I what did I influence last year? I was in the 2020 20. bracket. Yeah, but I don't think he did last year. Uh, last year, last year was just was... Uh, it was a brief comment about uh, the the Perry Empress at the beginning uh, of the tournament. So it that, wasn't. This is a great jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we're here to rectify that problem that we've made it this far without Peter uh, influencing any votes. So it's time to influence some votes. Uh, let's talk about our 16 <laughs> remaining jams. Uh, we'll go through we'll go through these matchups here. We're going to start with the Camino region because uh, that's where we're going to start with voting um, once the Sweet 16 begins in a couple of days. First matchup we have the Legend Valley All I Need versus the Royal Oak Rosewood. So we got oh. the longest jam in Goose history. They're both right. pretty so, long, right? They're both like over 35 minutes long inside yeah both two of the longest top top 10 longest jams top five yeah what do you guys what do you guys like here well this is you put it very aptly and we have been inclined to gravitate towards the first half so i know neil and i were in ohio that weekend like the first half of that all i need the first jam just being getting very dark very deep uh rick sort of messing with his effects and then you commented which we all agree on is how sort of that second jam it's basically an extended nights segue you, you know, know you're kind of I working actually into nights disagree early, with kind of. <laughs> I, w- I think i was hasty uh hasty talking about that to be honest Ooh, upon okay. re-listen i think the second jam like actually kind of stands very strong and then nice. i think the last two minutes are kind of like that's when it really goes into the nights i, mm. I felt like but I feel like that's not enough to discredit it, you know? Like, I think the second jam is really strong. Um, and it, like, it wasn't even supposed to happen. The second <laughs> was, jam wasn't supposed oh, to happen. Really? No, it's so funny. Um, it was a complete, like, you know, you like, we talked, like, I talked about it with Rick before the set. Does it, does it like start off the second set or it's like pretty close? Yeah, to be, yeah. opens the second set. Okay, so I talked about it with Rick. I'm like, yo, we're doing the second jam. He's like, nah. And then, you know, what happens is like, oh, this is so funny. I should just pull up the video. Um, let's see. That was 610, right? Yes. Okay, this is, uh, this is hilarious. Um, okay, so basically we're playing, you know, the jam. And I think that first jam is like, one of the best, um, I think it's one of the best buildups in the bracket. Yeah. It just like, it's really yep. strong. Um, it like kind of is very patient. There's good listening going on. Um, and then, all right, here, let me share this with you guys. Now I know how to present. Here we go. I'm going rogue here. 
It's the okay. best thing to do. All right, here we go. This is a ripped copy of a stream, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys hear that? All right, yeah. Doesn't matter. Look, look at that. They uh, Getty put the spotlight on Ben, and uh, in that moment, Ben was like, "Oh, I guess I should be. I should play." <laughs> <laughs> so then he just starts playing. And I think I laugh or something. There's like a there's like a small ha in there, um, but it's hilarious because um, here I'll stop sharing now. But like totally wasn't supposed to happen, um, and it ends up being really sick. And I think like Rick was like, you know, Rick like laid off super. He was just like laid off at the beginning of the second half of the jam. Um, and it was just like really, it developed so slowly. There's like a lot of a lot of keyboards going on. I think like is that how you have the organ? You you you're in more. Yeah yeah, let's hear it. I got it. Yeah, there's like this yeah. like like organ thing going on here. But I think it was just kind of like because it wasn't supposed to happen. We were just kind of like just chilling for a second. We were like, all right, let's just let Ben play a bit because. You know, well, th thank you, thank you, Getty, for making the second jam happen. <laughs> and then I think this is my favorite clav tone um, I've ever heard. Ooh, nice! So I was pretty stoked when I listened back to this. I was like, "Holy cow, it's fantastic!" Yeah. Um, but you know, I think uh, I love that first. The first jam is so strong, and uh, you know, I think. Yeah, that's it's such a great uh, love. The all I need from Legend Valley. That's what I yeah, that. That, yeah. That that first jam is incredible. Um, I I went back and forth a lot, kind of throughout the latter part of the year, with Rally Madavan and this all I need, kind of flip flopping as my two and three overall. Mm. Um, and it's the the Madavan is so good, but it's that all I need first jam that I keep coming back to and wanting to re-listen to over and over and over. You know what I mean? And so yeah. sometimes it's really hard to, it's like you're splitting hairs on some of these, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, that, that first jam and that all I need is, is so sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it actually, I remember at the time and you know, a bunch since then, it's reminded me a lot of similar themes to the San Francisco Wisteria, but it sounds really different because you're on keys instead of on guitar. Okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I think there's like a really good drone that comes in too. Mm -hmm. um, on, I was, I think I had the Moog then. Yeah, like, the Matriarch. Yeah, that thing is really good. I a lot of these, a lot of these jams have that keyboard on it, and I'm like, uh oh, like, <laughs> I might have to bring that back. There's space. <laughs> there's. I'll find a way. You know what I mean. But on top of the organ, you got a, you got a spot yeah, there. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I think uh, I was really upset that the the goose miss wisteria lost to this rosewood um yes. i had the, i had it the other way around i yep. i felt like the i feel like this rosewood is is a, is good there's a lot of like i mean it's long so there's a lot of space for improvisation but i feel like it lacks uh direction mm. a lot of the time um and i feel like that wisteria from Goosemiss is like just dead on mm -hmm. um i think it's like really good example of you know the band listening very well to each other 
yeah, the group, the group hug was like, what a moment. I mean, that was just like, that might've been the best moment of the year. <laughs> like, <laughs> at least for me, In a like, moment I, of the year bracket. I, I was like, that was like, wow. Yeah. Maybe that's different, but I think even the jam <laughs> that came out of it was pretty epic. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that one developed really in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, your, it your is what it is. It is what it is. I, I guess so. Yeah. All right. And our, wait, our so wait, match, I, I want to talk oh, about yes. this Rosewood for a second. Yes. Can we Neil, talk about okay. this Rosewood? Cause I got a thing. Um, talk about the Rosewood. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, okay. Neil. We all know. Um, all right. So in this Rosewood, there is <laughs> an go. incredibly distinct <laughs> section of echo of a rose. Uh, and the only thing that doesn't happen in this Echo of a Rose is the the lyrics being sung. And I'm just curious, like, what happened there? Did you, like, intend to play it? Did you kind of find your way to it and walk away? Or We definitely had not. I don't think it was on the set list. It was not intended to be played. Um, when was it played that run? Was it played at all, that run? It was played the next night in Cleveland. The next night? I mean, I, I guess I don't fully remember if it was like talked about to be played but like we definitely it fell into it um and you know i was like i was like rick like echo of rose sing the song you know <laughs> yeah i was Me like on the, i was on the clap like we were fully there we were fully there, you were there. yeah you're fully there yeah i'm fully there it's echo of rose and then and you just didn't didn't sing it so like you know it just so then you just kept, kept going yeah kept going yeah, yeah. you know right so but that, that for a while the yeah. most important thing I think for Neil to understand is that, um, well, we, you know, it's nowhere, not Echo of a Rose. There yeah, we go. It's not Echo uh, of a, there we go. It was, it was actually only ever noted as Echo in one place, and uh, that was the Fancy Goose account that Neil was Twitter account that Neil was running that night. But you deleted that. You had to delete that, though, right, Neil? I did have to delete it in the end. But now Neil, we have closure. Neil, and I you feel just got, much, you got better. you got punked by the band there. We uh, you did. You absolutely uh, did punk me. Um, and I think. Everybody else would have done it too, but Jive was just slow on the trigger that night. But uh, you know, yeah. um, I'm not going to pull the trigger until I'm until I'm sure. Oh, I mean, you, we we don't need to go into your setless mistakes and seekers on the ridge versus travelers, but you know, hey, we can, let's talk more jams. We can yeah, do that. Yeah, let's talk more jams. <laughs> Next matchup in the Camino region, we have the February third Echo from Portland up against the Nash Cakes. This is a good matchup. Yeah. It's a really good matchup. Yeah, that's that's a tough matchup, uh, honestly. We got some calling the cops in both jams, I believe. Yeah, there's, there's some silence. cops. Yeah, and what's this that, is a what's that effect, Peter, where you get the? So it's basically a glide. Um, yeah, the story a... behind this effect is when Rick brought Silver Rising out, we were like, he, <sighs> you know, you know, we were like, oh, let's do like a woo, like a you know. Ow! kind of thing like after the after the chorus but like mm-hmm. on the synth like not not a vocal so like um i kind of just made that patch that day and then in the subsequent shows you know i was just like it was queued up and i was just like i just went to it you know because yeah. it was fresh and fun um so it happens a lot in this portland show the echo and then, you know, a whole bunch of that tour. So uh, it just became an effect because of that song, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Speaking um, of speaking of this echo, this is another, you know, speaking of like songs with multiple jams, this is uh, the echo second jam has kind of fallen out of rotation. Recently yeah, as well. I, I think the first jam has just become so strong mm-hmm. um, that it almost seems like it's kind of like the all I need thing. Like we were 
at first the second jam was there because like we didn't we didn't really know how to like I guess we just weren't stretching out the first jam mm -hmm. and then there's a couple of these ones that are like overlapped where you have the first jam is stretched out and the second jam is stretched out how you get a 35 minute all I need you know yeah <laughs> um <laughs> But it just seemed like kind of redundant. You know, we have a lot of songs now that um, we like to play. So it's like, you know, if we can celebrate the song and in, in like, you know, one section and then kind of like be like, OK, let's get to the next one and celebrate that song a different way. Mm -hmm. um, or Drive. Drive's yeah. been one that also sort of you'll trim the second jam off or something like that. Yeah, Drive's been an interesting one because we kind of like have not been playing the the whole like E jam and the vocal and the O's. thing. The O's vocal, yeah. Yeah, I think it was just, you know, it's it's good to switch things up. Like we do that, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. So ready, slow, ready. Like different, you know. It's it's all it's all just to keep it fresh for us. So, mm -hmm. you know, if something kind of gets like put on the back burner, it's mostly because it just wasn't feeling like, super fresh, and we kind of yeah. just like you know need a break from it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of why perfect. that's happening. But. Um, so this matchup. This matchup, I love this pancakes. Um, I think it's one of the, I'd say it's in my top five. Um, I think it's one of the strongest jams in this bracket. In terms of like its, its complete arc, I think it's really, it, it's like, it almost like starts off in a different way than like the usual. I mean, it kind of like does like the, the riff, but then it gets into this other space um, where it just like kind of goes to the four. Um, and then it's just like a little bit blissy until like all that like weirdness comes in. Um, and then like, I just think this uh, here, I have another example. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. Here, hold on. You guys can hear the tracks, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So we're just kind of like jamming. Oh yeah. This is when we go to D minor, which is un unusual, I think, um, for pancakes cause we're usually hanging out in the B flat mixolydian zone. Um, and we like found our way here. And then I think this is like, it just gets really dynamic, which I, I think like a lot of these amazing jams don't have as much of this incredible dynamic play. Um, and this is something that I think is like, it really shows that the band is listening to each other. It's like super, you know, I, I think we're playing off each other really well here. Like Ben's doing something really cool. And then Trevor, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that's... And then... And then the cops. Well, this, 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 <laughs> this part almost reminds me of the track Moon from the uh, from Ted Tapes. Like with what Rick's doing. Yeah. I mean, and it's so, it, like, it ends up at this, I really love, like, this peak it, it kind of goes to, um, and this theme is so good. Um, oh, yeah. It's just, like, it's grooving again. I mean, yeah, it's like the flat six thing. Yeah, I, I think, like, the whole arc of that jam was, like, really exciting to listen to, like, definitely a lot of re-listen value um, for me. And I think this Echo is, also has a lot of re-listen value. I think as a jam though, it, it felt like a little bit more all over the place than this Pancakes did. 
but I think to you know somebody else who maybe likes a little bit more like I think that echo maybe shreds harder but I don't I, you know it's hard to it's hard to say like mm-hmm. you know one's one's kind of like a, they're just different they're just different you know mm-hmm. I, it's hard I, to I really them. like so yeah I this is the pancakes is number five overall for me for the year yeah but this Portland echo is actually number four for me so um, funny like these, I just, these two are really good for like going up to each other in this round it's a two yeah. and a three seed yeah I just love the way that that echo gets deconstructed and totally. Trevor's doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. It, it's reminiscent. Um, God, we don't we don't like to talk about this, but it's it's like '94 fish sounding to me in some yeah. ways. I could um, see that. There's like a youthful energy to it. You know, it just feels like very playful. Yeah, very playful and and risky. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, yeah. I mean, I love that jam. Yeah, and this was also also. yes. (laughs) This was also early in the year when you know you guys were still really just beginning to scratch the surface of this more you know darker and evil stuff um, that would really come. You know, this is two shows after the San Francisco Wisteria. Well, yeah, these themes were there, like we the Ben shows that both those shows aren't represented anymore, or that show's not represented, I don't think. But like the Marathon and the No Rain, like dude, the No Rain from that show. Oh my god is great that was one of my favorite ones to hear back i was like we played this like yeah (laughs) it seems like a completely different goose than like the one that finished the year you know like i i I would love to like get back into that kind of space that we got through there it was so fun yes we we talk about that a lot there is a stretch like early on in the year that i think uh, the four of us really really love and i think this echo and this pancakes actually are indicative of like encapsulating what we really really loved about the early part of the year yeah, it, felt, it almost felt like we were, it was like West Coast. I think the West Coast in general feels like a little bit like, you know, we're off kind of just doing our thing. You know, there's at, at, at that time it felt like there was less eyes on what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I think in the fall it was like, there was a lot of, I think there was a lot more pressure. You know, it just, in terms of like a lot more people finding out about the band, like bigger rooms. Um, Post Trey. Yeah, so, I think we yeah. I think we rose to the occasion in mm-hmm. a lot of those yeah. circumstances but i think like i think maybe it's like the playfulness kind of happens when you're really just very comfortable i think we were super comfortable in those those like you know at the wonder i think that was the wonder ballroom or something yeah it was like a pretty yep. small room the stage was yep. tiny you know like we were very comfortable there and uh definitely led to some playful action love it love yeah. it so where do you go here nash cakes or echo you know, I'm not going to influence, but... Uh... Okay, all right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I don't need... I like yeah. This. Yeah, yeah. That's good. We're just we're giving commentary. All right. Mm-hmm. Next region, we've got the Europa region. We've got the San Francisco Wisteria against the New Orleans Madavan. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's our jam of the year. A lot of jams of the A lot of our is, jam of the year. This is, man, this is like really... This is tough, too, because I like both of these a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll play the Wisteria thing that I like um, when we kind of go let's see um, for, I think this is like one of the best solos of the year um, from Rick 
Um, and we're like kind of in, I think we're in like, like just a C major. And then this transition is so sick. Yes. yes. We've talked about this one a lot. Yeah. Just like, let's listen to this transition. the drums dude yes the toms like, oh, the so toms <laughs> we know as well <laughs> yes yeah it's, like, it's so good dude at that moment like the it's just like wow that that is such a great reaction from ben um just immediately go to that like it is just really <laughs> like that is so cool and rick i don't he just changes like his theme on a dime mm-hmm. you know and like we were so exhausted for this show. Um, it was like the fifth night in a row. Mm-hmm. And I think like nobody like, I feel like there wasn't good sleep or something, but like I, the general vibe was like pretty tired. Um, and the, you know, another show like this was Bozeman, like pretty, pretty exhausted. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, you know, and when you hear, when I like listen back to those Bozeman jams, I'm like, holy shit! Like, how we were, how do we, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's a general like air of like kind of like, you know, it's it's pretty tiring to like play five shows in a row for like three hours, and you know, it's really amazing like the improvisation that comes out of like your you know, your body at that moment, <laughs> <laughs> you know, after like like physically pushing yourself, mentally pushing yourself to. You know, when you're improvising all the time, it's like, you know, you're constantly trying to be creative. It's just a lot mentally. So um, it's pretty amazing, like, what came out of that show. And this jam is really good. Favorite jam of the, of the bracket, I would there say. Go. Yeah. There we go. That, that's so interesting that you say that the, you know, the, like the Bozeman show had a tired vibe because that was also, that was one of, like, only two or three shows last year that there was no sort of stream for um, right. Those of us, like, you know, nobody in the crowd was doing it. You guys weren't webcasting. And so, you know, we had no idea. And then we, like, there was an odd up the next morning, luckily. And I remember, you know, I think we were all kind of blown away by the show um, immediately because also, you know, I think a lot of times you guys would have chosen to end that second set after the cross-eyed dragonfly because you had already, I think you had already crossed an hour at that point on the set. Got it. And then you tack on this, this old C, which Let's will... See, yeah get to in a little bit um yeah. but yeah that that's that's so interesting that you that you know that show had kind of the, the tired vibe to it yeah i mean not necessarily like it doesn't really come across when you're listening to it yeah but i'm just talking about more of like the the day leading up to it mm-hmm. you know i think like could have been like two weeks on the road and the other thing about this whole run is that like we shot like music videos like a week before the tour began Mm -hmm. so we were already like out away from home for like a week when the tour started and it was a long it was a long tour so like it just got you know the you know you you wake up and like you were fine by the show but like the general general vibe of like a little bit tired and you know a little bit worn down was there i mean the crew was like fucking exhausted by this point too so like it you know everybody kind of it's a little bit of like this happens on the road. Don't don't worry or anything. Right. <laughs> um, it's just like this is part of it. But 
good shows come out of it somehow. So uh, I, I mean, no disrespect to the to the Nola Madovan, but um, yeah, I mean this this Wisteria is the jam of the year for me, and it has been for a long time. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on something real quick before I move on. So one of the one of the things that we talk about a lot, and 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 I think. I think this wisteria was kind of the genesis of, of us talking a lot amongst each other about this idea of efficiency. And sure. when we look at a lot of these jams. And so we kind of, we, we kind of, this is like the barometer for like the, you know, the, the most killer efficient jam, you know, that we've heard. And so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Is the, is the, is the concept of efficiency or, or another term, a, a similar term, is that something that, that you guys, like think about or talk about is it is it ever difficult to strike a balance between like being patient but also knowing when to be like all right let's we got to move on or right i think hopefully i think when you're patient from the beginning of the jam you end up with a more efficient jam i think um i can see that in this one especially because at the beginning of the jam it doesn't we don't do like the normal wisteria solo really mm-hmm. like it kind of like slips into a new realm like pretty quickly and it has to do with the listening like we were listening really well it kind of like i mean most of the wisteria jams are played in like a minor and then they kind of like go to d major um after a while we all kind of hit like a big like you know all big four um and then we kind of chill in that space. Like that's most of the Wisteria jams. And then this one is kind of like finds its way to like a C major seven type thing. I don't, I don't think there's another Wisteria like it. Like it's very interesting. And then it goes to B minor, which I feel like no Wisteria ever has really like gotten to there. Um, it's just like, it, it kind of like follows an interesting trajectory that like in terms of keys and like that stuff also keeps it very interesting for us. And like, keeps it you know like you have new ideas you're like oh i've never been to this place before in this song you know like you it kind of just generates a lot of fresh ideas so um i think just like being patient up front is going to lead to like a jam that's a little bit more efficient um and this is a great example of an efficient jam and uh i think like you know that rosewood from the other side of the bracket i think is like not efficient at all Mm-hmm. Um, and I, ironically, I actually really also like this Madhavan that it's up against. I think that's a pretty efficient jam. Um, it like at the beginning, it kind of like doesn't do the normal Madhavan thing. Honestly, like the Raleigh, I, I prefer this Madhavan to the Raleigh one. Ooh, um, hey. hot take. That's a I hot think, take. I think it's it it like it breaks down at the beginning, and there's great listening and interplay with the band. I think maybe this isn't the most interesting thing for people to listen to because it seems like there's a lot of talking going on. But, like, this is to me, like, what that's to me is, like, one of the most interesting things that we could do, um, which is, like, kind of, like, play dynamically and soft, but, like, also have a lot of energy and intent to what we're doing. Um, and, like, speaking of songs that I don't think, uh, you know, I mean, that I think maybe should have been in the bracket, um, like, A Western Sun from... Uh, like Legend Valley is a great example of this as well. Like the beginning of that, there's really good communication between the band members. And uh, it's just like, that to me is really interesting to listen to. So um, I like this Madhavan a lot. And uh, I think it does a, does a great job of like 
everybody paying attention to like what's going on, listening to each other instead of just chugging along with the normal Madhavan shred thing, um, which I think is really interesting for me at least. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Like it's sort of the, the Raleigh one is like the epitome of just some shred, like some good deep metal, almost like some of those interchanges, but right. Huh. Yeah. Hold on a second. Oh, we don't want that. <laughs> um, one of the other interesting things to look at uh, between these two jams is, you know, the, the Wisteria is, is a very guitar-based jam. And, you know, I think we were talking a lot about at the beginning of the year, like kind of being blown away specifically by your um, guitar playing and kind of supporting Rick's soloing and all like the, the textural stuff that you were doing um, kind of as like a baseline. And it's interesting um, because this Madhavan kind of also exemplifies your shift in the second half of the year to using the keys a lot more again, which was something I think you were emphasizing a lot in 2021. So was there Hmm. a point in the year where you kind of made a conscious decision to start using the keys more, or did it just kind of happen as you kind of, you know, got new gear and. I think it was just like a natural thing. Um, You know, I think there, it was like, I don't even know. I mean, it was just, yeah, maybe it's just a natural thing. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it was like super intentional at all. Um, maybe I, I mean, I really like, maybe it was just because I liked playing the, the keys board, like the keyboards, like a, lot, a little more at that time. Yeah. Or, like I liked playing a guitar a little bit more at that time. Like I kind of go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, certainly as like my, you know, keyboard voice develops, I find it more fun to play the keyboards than I ever have. You know, I mean, I think when I started with the band, it was like way more fun to play the guitar because I right. knew what I was doing. <laughs> but now it's really fun to play the keys because like I also feel like I know what I'm doing in a way, even though I still have a lot to learn. So um, it, yeah, maybe there was just like I had been practicing a lot of keyboards or something and like had like, you know, a new I, new ideas and like wanted to go there. I think maybe that could have been why. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Our, our second matchup of the Europa region. I'm very excited to hear your opinion on this one. We've got the Legend Valley Creatures up against the Cleveland Rockdale. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love I love this Creatures. Um, I would go with that one. I'm going to vote that way. I like it. I think this Vickers Rockdale... is losing his mind somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Vickers. <laughs> no, no, no. He's happy about it. Oh, he likes, oh yeah. he likes that one. Yeah, it's a controversial one's, jam. That one's for Prepare you. Prepare your Twitter accounts. That's. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the coolest pieces of improvisation uh, in this bracket. I think it develops out of like literally nothing, or like there's like a small piano riff or something, and uh, yeah, it's just really cool how that how that all just like comes and comes together in like this beautiful way. I think it's one of the most beautiful pieces of music in the jam or in the bracket. I mean, so. Um, Love that one. Uh, I think also like the the first part of the creatures is pretty ripping. So um, probably go that way. I think this Rockdale is a little all over, all over the place, um, and I like the Nashville Rockdale more. So I'd probably vote for the creatures. You know. Ooh. Well, See, you're I, hitting I on like... some like super controversial stuff in this one. Uh, <laughs> for us, it's like for two us different things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mike steps. I, I mean, I, I view this Rockdale's being all over the place in a really good way. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like that. I mean, the the first 
part of the jam when you're in that like gorgeous section and then the like crazy frenetic vibraphony stuff i thought was like really cool and unique it is unique i i totally agree with you on that like i think it's definitely deserving to be where it is in the bracket um because it doesn't it's not really like any other rockdale out there mm-hmm. um and i think that to me is very special um that makes like a jam it's like yeah, the Legend Valley creatures, like, you know that one's really special, you know? <laughs> like, well, you can just call it by Legend Valley creatures, and you kind of, like, it's got, like, it's a name now, you know? Like, the Cleveland right. Rockdale is, like, there's no other Rockdale like it, so it's, like, the Cleveland Rockdale now. Yeah. Or just the Goat Rockdale, or Goatdale. I mean, Goatdale. Goatdale. A lot of things, yeah. Yeah, I this, think. Th- but this matchup is cool because it's, I, to me, this is the Goat versus the Goat. It's the Goat Rockdale versus the Goat creatures. Right. Right. Well, in your opinion, <laughs> I'm still a Frederick. I'm saying in my opinion, yeah. Guy, yeah. yeah. I think that well, this, Frederick creatures is excellent. I think it's. I, like I think it's a different. I think it's a different animal. Mm-hmm. Different creature. That's, that's <laughs> yes. where the. Um, ah. That's where the uh, the um, vintage vibe too was really coming along heavy in early twenty one like that. I, like, yeah, I think I just got it there. Yeah, but I think the creatures is a good example. Like maybe we talked about the the Royal Oak Rosewood, you stay in a space, right? You're taking risks. You guys are going a little further. The creatures like there's a, there's one piece and then we jump on it. You're not always going to find something that might feel, or we might as the fans listen to and be like, okay, well they took a risk. They didn't really find anything in that space. Hmm. Whereas the creatures, maybe it just stayed in it a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've, we just found a really good space and then listened very well as it developed, like allowing it to really blossom um, into like a really, I mean, just fantastic jam. I, I do. I, I did. I like the Rockdale a lot. I think um, this is probably a really tough matchup for a lot of people. All right. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our third region. We've got in the Nebula region, we've got the Pittsburgh up against the Cleveland drip field. Nice. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you got on this one? Um, I love this red bird. Um, you know, I think it just, if you listen to it with like some good headphones and you really hear like what the bass is doing, it is like, yeah, one of the, <laughs> well, it's one of the coolest jams. Like, <laughs> I think, uh, I'd like to see that one go a far ways. Um, it's fantastic. So um, I love. I also love his drip field, though. So and tough, but I I think probably the red bird. You know, was this was this like a purposeful shamalama ding dong jam, or did it just kind of end up sounding like that? Just random in the drip field. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just random. <laughs> I think we were still figuring out, like, you know, at this point, drip field had been played like maybe a couple times. Three, I think. Still just Three. trying to figure out where the jam's going or like what what to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were like, it start, like kind of starts off in the drip drums kind of zone, like the like sounds like the tune, and then there's like this extra jam at the end, um, and it's just like yeah, it's, it's great, it's great playing all the all the way around. Um, but uh, I don't think it's as, as dialed in as the bird is, mm-hmm. dude. It's I mean it's the Pitts bird. And it's, I mean, look, this is, this is the high energy, like 
people sometimes people are like yo i need a playlist for working out you know or whatever yeah and i mean i tell i've told these guys when i'm biking to the pickleball courts <laughs> and i gotta get fired up yep i mean i'm i'm throwing pittsburgh on and it's only about a seven minute ride so i gotta fast forward no disrespect um to about the eight minute mark and then yeah and then it's then it's you just start getting pumped up and you're ready to start smashing and uh yeah trevor is absolutely just i mean dropping just the envelope that place. yeah it's ridiculous I hit, the, I hit the bike to this bird there we go there yeah. you go <laughs> yeah i've been doing some peloton with the jams it's been fun nice yeah peloton with all right, next matchup. I'm very nervous to hear your opinion on this one. Uh, we have the DC Wisteria <laughs> up against Dylan Bourne. I think this one is equally as difficult as the Creatures Rockdale one in the Europa bracket. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> I think they're very well-seated tunes. Um, it's tough. The Wisteria, like just like the San Francisco one, kind of like starts off in a different kind of tangent, which I think lends itself to a great improvisational jam like good listening um it kind of ends at like this like shreddy zone um that i i think i don't it's really good um i don't i don't know if i like it as much as i like the where the born ends up because i'm a sucker for crowd participation <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh yeah that's another that's so, another like, you know moving forward yeah you know i love the way this born develops into like that into the woo thing i think that's great um egg the woo trey told us to egg the woo so uh, <laughs> <laughs> haven't done it yet since we talked to him but um i was that's pretty was, yeah i think that was really fun like the energy at those shows was crazy. The Dylan shows, um, so Colorado like turns it up big time. Um, and Colorado bias. It was yeah, there's a lot of Colorado bias. I think there was like the sun was setting, like it was beautiful. Like this born jam was like pretty unexpected to be honest. Like didn't really see it going to this territory. On the other hand, like that wisteria is completely unique and like really is incredible. So. It's a toss-up, I'd say. Now, with it being born, so we noticed there was times throughout the year, sort of, the, you got the 2001 section. You got the sort like, the slow build from Seattle, mm -hmm. which we oh. haven't really seen much, which we we love, the we slower love. synth build. <laughs> like, you know, are you guys consciously finding those space, or like kind of staying in it as we're in those elements, like learning yeah. your song, Redbird, Pancakes, these songs were developing in your sort of trying out these different avenues for jams early on yeah i think born especially we we talk about it before we play it um okay. it's kind of like what do we want to do tonight on born yeah. you know um and uh it's kind of like who knows like maybe it's, sometimes it's just like oh let's just do the solo after or like let's do the jam you know depending on like kind of the set list what we need in a particular set or something that'll kind of inform this, the decision. I like it. Cool. Yeah. But that one, I, I do like that kind of style of jam. I think it's, I don't think we do that very often. So it's, it's real fun. I think mm -hmm. I, I hit the vintage vibe. I love that. Yeah. Rick kind of <laughs> that Calypso finish. Yeah. Basically. I, I think that, and later in the second set too, there's sort of elements of that. You guys used some of that jamming style, but 
right. that's a good matchup too. Great matchup. Great matchup. Like that's tough. It's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Ryan's going one way, of course, but you know. Well, yeah, I, know, I don't we know where I'm going to go on that one. one. Yeah, I mean that 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 born is spectacular. I I didn't go to that show, and my brother sent me a video of like the sun setting like over the mountain, and yes. it was just like crushing regret uh, oh, for man. not going to that show. Oh, <laughs> and man. and and they played switching, and you weren't there. Yeah, well, I'm a I'm the biggest switching guy around, so uh, yeah, f- it was called a switching know, opener. That's a funny switching. Um, it was the opener, so yeah, we were just we were playing it. Uh, Rick goes to talk back, Mike, and he's like, "Hey, Deanie, how about an organ solo?" <laughs> oh, right, like, that's right. And I was like, I was like, okay, like I lost, I lost my mind. Went for it. <laughs> yeah, I was very excited. Did yeah, you guys right, create up a storm after that one? Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys also um, we were ch- you were sound checking Thatch back then, right? I think because we no Thatch was oh, not wow. written until November. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. I remember we were walking in and I was like, there's still some song you guys are sound checking around. I was like, huh, could have been it. could have just but... been like a jam. Um, but yeah, Thatch uh, was, I think it was like Rick had finished the lyrics like the day before we played it. Um, huh. And we he showed it to us in the green room. Like we started like practicing it of like, I think it was like night two of that tray run. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And that was kind of like when it was done. And we like finished like a couple things on it, um, but yeah, pretty. That was a new song at that time. Random, but Neil's got some some theories about Thatch too, though. Well, yeah, oh. I mean, there's a couple like tunes if you go back and listen to. So the Essex Essex Junction Wisteria, there's like yeah. a distinct section in that jam that is the intro, or sounds very, very, very the similar lit, to the yeah. intro riff of Thatch. Yeah, um, I would say any like, credence to that or just coincidence. You'd, you'd probably have to ask Rick. Um, you know, it's possible he had like the riff, you know, earlier on, like without the rest of the song, like that happens a lot of the time. It's like, you could just have a riff for a song that you're writing and then like everything else kind of comes along later, but it's possible he already had that and then just kind of like was playing it in the jam or, you know, he's, you know, it just makes sense that like he likes he likes to play that riff that way and that rhythm. So it's like, it almost just like it was bound to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, a, that's I mean, interesting take though. Um, I should re-listen to that again. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple out there. The other one's escaping me too. Um, yeah, there's another... Chrysalis Earthling. Chrysalis. Yeah. Well, Chrysalis Earthling actually has a, a very similar sounding jam in it that sounds like the, the body of the, of that. Uh, oh, gotcha. Is, um, and yeah, I think we've talked about this a bunch and we're like, how does that happen? And I think like the way that you're saying it kind of makes sense where it's just you find your way to this thing that just, you know, yeah. you try it out once and then you find your way back and then months later it becomes a song. Maybe. Yeah, um, he's like dancing, he, ar- dancing around it, you know? Yeah. And then bam, you have Thatch, which is such a great song. You know? It is. Oh, it's oh man, it's so good. Hey, and and good job by us getting a conversation about thatch into this pod when it's not in the bracket but you know yeah. you can't not talk about that i like to that's an insight you know I, mean? I want you know that's why we got peter here yeah, yeah you can ask any other questions you have I, it doesn't have to be the bracket <laughs> we don't how's everyone's fa- yeah how's everyone's fantasy goose year oh boy oh, so, oh so, boy okay. thank you for bringing it up go. peter as a matter of fact you know i think uh, we said yesterday that we weren't going to talk about fantasy goose but since we, we just talking about 
Are we just talking about total championships won? Or... <laughs> oh, man. You know, I'm just how... retiring on top. I won 2022, you know, multiple championships. So, you know, what can That's I say? Incredible. I was <laughs> robbed of the fall tour title by this guy below me here. Nice. Because of the second ACL Philly, set. Yeah. Because no, I Philly was banking show, on not repeating everything from the previous weekend. And <laughs> he got a few more points. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Yeah. Let's just give it up for our, the pod, though. What do we have? Yes. We. The last. What were we? Seven, five of the top 12? We listened to a lot of goose. Good I mean, job. Yeah. To the it's bound to happen. <laughs> new, new season starts in a few weeks. It's. Get your picks in. Be good. Oh, get yeah. Your picks in. <laughs> hey, you got to get involved. Get involved. Get involved. I, yeah. I love that stuff. I think it's great. Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Pod gets results. It does. All right, our final region of the bracket, we've got the Rally Madhavan against the Bozeman All I Need. Nice. Um, yeah, I think this Madhavan is pretty awesome. I think that All I Need is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It, um, you know, I think uh, I really liked also that Pancakes I got knocked out. The f- the five four matchups were tough overall, mm-hmm. um, I thought, and uh, I think that pancakes is really good. Um, this all I need is like very classic, I yeah. think, like a classic need, um, and yeah, man, that Madhavan. I I think uh, I'll play you guys one my favorite moment from this Madhavan. Um, nice. Let's see, I wrote down the timestamp. Um, oh yeah, thirteen and a half minutes. <laughs> What's at 13 and a half minutes? Let's see. And this this Madhavan is just like straight gas, right? Oh, <laughs> This is this was okay. I might be a bit early, but it, it, this is right when the when the shift happens when uh, Ben changes up the beat and you get into that like yeah. heavy. And the guitars are like. Yeah, leaving too. The, the the guitar stuff is so great. Right there. Yeah, this is shit. And then you do it. It's the subtleties. Boy, and then you do like a. In a sec. Yeah. Yeah, that like, part. I just turned it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is sick. Uh, and then, uh, this. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah, the wasp stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes full mayhem. It's so good. And then, uh, this part later on, like, very... I mean, it's such a blissful peak. Um, I think it's in D. doesn't happen very often that we, like, get to D I mean, maybe we do actually, but we kind of stayed there. And then I love the uh, the transition back. It's like it's one of my favorite moments of the bracket. Yeah. Like this chord right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like oh shit! Like yeah, and here yeah, we go. Get back on guitar. We'll let that play out. I mean, yeah. the energy in that moment is insane. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
and I think that that alone takes it over this all I need, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think it's just, there's great improv in there. I think, uh, you know, really great Madhavan, really mm-hmm. great. That that was one uh, that was a hasty rank that we all made in the moment that has paid off. That it was it is it was and is the goat Madhavan. I got yeah, several. I, yeah, I got a lot of texts about that one. Yeah, um, so I think like, I was like, oh, that was good. From Ryan or from <laughs> like like a, one of my one of my agents texted me. He's like the next morning. He's like, yo, just listen to that Madhavan like three times. I'm crying. Like. <laughs> Shout out to Carl, one of our agents. Nice, Carl. Yeah, the Madu tears. I mean, they do happen. They do happen. I mean, that Madavon, I, I think, uh, is like we listen to a lot of these together. We're always talking when we're listening to shows when we're like kind of couch touring, and and we never get like unnaturally excited about a jam. But like that night, we do. We were all fired up. Like it's like, like yeah. people are like tweeting everywhere. And like, I unfortunately went to El Goose on Facebook and posted something about it and got torn apart. Like, <laughs> this about is spectacular. And people were like making fun of me. But um, yeah, what a, what a good jam. Right. <laughs> I, I was right, but I, I think you're not allowed to say anything until you know, like 24 what... hours after the jam happens. Oh my God. It's like uh, every, you ever try and say something right on the internet, you're wrong. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, and, and we're also wrong. really good at telling people when they're wrong. So it's interesting to have the other end. No, he gets flipped back on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, these two, these two are so good. Like this, this All I Need Jam is one of my favorites from the year. And this, this Raleigh Madavan is just so good. And definitely one of my favorites. And like the funny thing is you can split it into sections. And I right. still might say it, it's one of my favorites. If you like lop one whole jam off. Mm. So say it rips, you know. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I might like it more than I like the other Madhavan in the bracket, but they're definitely they're definitely close. Like, I think I ranked the other one higher <laughs> a few minutes ago. <laughs> I think this one's pretty good too. It's just like they're different than each other, and they're mm-hmm. they're both like really they're both incredible. Like I think this one I would expect more out of a Madhavan than the other one. Um, but this one does the Madhavan thing so well. Mm-hmm. And it, it just the way it has the like the dichotomy of the two different jams, like you have the really dark and heavy section, right. and then the like you know the sun comes out and it's like <laughs> bliss land. That's kind of like isn't that like kind of like the old sea down there? Yes. Yeah. Similar, exactly. Similar thing. Exactly. And and I, I wanted to say your point about the Bozeman All I Need, need being like a classic All I Need. To me, it feel it it has always felt like a 2019 All I Need played with 2022 maturity. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like I think, kind of, I th- like you know, obviously right. the first jam is longer than you guys were doing them in in nineteen, right. but right. It feels like a similar kind of structure. Yeah, I think I think it's about it's all about the first jam on that guy, and um, the Ghostbusters teases. <laughs> there's some Ghostbusters teases. <laughs> you and Rick, like oh, yeah, that's seven right. minutes apart. <laughs> yeah, definitely, it was, it was great. I think. I think from that show, I mean, there's some, there's a lot of good content from that show. I think that old C is like, um, probably better than this all I need, but it's mm-hmm. appropriately seated there. Yes. Good job to the crowd seating. Yes. All right. Well, our, our, our final matchup of the bracket isn't set in stone just yet. What's um, the, what's the vote looking like now? So, uh, earthling is leading hunger site. Yep. So the Chrysalis Earthling is leading the Trey Hunger site, and then tomorrow the Dylan Wisteria and the Bozeman This Old Sea will face off. 
the vote is currently oh actually it's it's closer than I thought it was. It's fifty seven forty three for the Earthling right now with three hundred and sixty one votes. If you have not voted in today's matchup of the bracket, you can head to at AAT GoosePod on Twitter. There's a poll every day. There it is. Get involved. Yeah. I like this uh I like this Earthling a lot. Um it's cool because Rick broke a string and then like, you know, the band did like something like very different than usual. Like, um, where is it? But there's even like this part. I think that's like a very interesting piece of this jam that isn't usual for Earthlings. So this is almost like a three part jam as well. But then this part is just like one of my favorite things we've done. <laughs> yeah. I just love this kind of like this dark jamming. And this filter is really great. Uh, yeah, what is the matriarch? The <laughs> matriarch filter is so good. Super cool. I think that's underrated. Um so I think it should win today. And doing some different stuff with Earthling too. Like yeah. That. I think this year, this year we started to see, and I think some, my own personal, you know, it was sort of like getting out of the, the um, uh, conduction, sort of just getting, finding that sort of extended Earthling space and actually kind of finding some stuff with the song was, was fun to see. And the Vegas one right. did a little bit as well. And yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. They, we really kind of got out there on the tune, which I'm excited about because, mm-hmm. you know, I think the door needed to be busted open. And it yeah, the, proper, the Boulder one was. The Boulder one was Boulder also too. really yep. cool. Yep. Boulder one was sick, yeah. That, it gives that, a platform for moving forward, which is cool to see. Absolutely. Anything can happen with that yeah. song now, I feel like. Yeah. That was a fun show. You gave Brian the Disco Inferno he was chasing. <laughs> It's amazing. Hey, oh, we got a, we the, got a really the postcard awesome. must have been from you then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was another one, though, where nobody was watching, right? There was no stream of that show. No, there was. Wasn't there? Was there, was there? A, there was a webcast of Boulder. Chris? No, Chris. we're talking about Oh, oh Chrysalis. Chrysalis. Sorry, yes. Chrysalis, there was no stream. Yeah. yeah. And oh. it, it right. goes to yeah. but we, such yeah. an amazing space. Uh, that, it that was jam. really I mean, cool. Yeah. yeah. I think we were all surprised at the time. Nobody expected Earthling Aurelian to ever do that. That's the first instance of that ever really truly happening. Um, mm-hmm. It did happen a couple more times in the year, like we just said. But like, I think that one, yeah, it took us all by surprise. And boy, is it good. Yeah, I love that jam. Um, I love this old C as well. <laughs> this <Yeah>. this old C. <laughs> I think he's it's, already think previewing it's... the next matchup. Well, let, let's talk about this matchup. Dylan Wisteria, Bozeman, this old C happening tomorrow. Oh, you know, I guess we can't count out this Wisteria yet. Um, it's got Colorado bias. True. <laughs> and it was this one part. I I felt this was the year of Wisteria. Like yeah. this, you guys, I mean, like we said, front to back, you can put on any version. It's doing something fun, even if it's, quote, standard. Is like like and sort of you get does it ever feel like you're kind of catching a groove with a song in particular in a year and it's just like you're like we we are fucking crushing this song this like <laughs> when we play it it yeah. just feels good you 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 have the ideas and you finding spaces you like is that it's, sort of 
it's funny because you almost like don't want to talk about that amongst the you know the band because oh, it's cool. like you don't want to jinx it mm-hmm. <laughs> be like oh yeah we're crushing this one next one's gonna be terrible <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like i think subtly you know i i mean i realized that there was like some heavy wisteria vibes going on and i think subtly you know we i like kind of thought we should play it less um because when like something's really hitting well it's probably because it feels really fresh so i think it was just like should keep it fresh um and i think there's maybe some instances of the song where it was like played and then another version was played like shortly after and like wasn't as good um so i think that probably has and Correct. It's, was there a version between the San Francisco and the DC? No. I mean, but there was a lot of gap. So I think that mm-hmm. that stands. But that's a long gap for that song. Yeah. Um, there, there were a couple of, you know, Jive 2 also went 15 shows without being played, which is on multiple different occasions, which was interesting yeah, for that song. That Yeah. I mean, Jive 2, I think, definitely has been played a little bit less um, as of late. Um you know, it's it's. I think it's such a great song. Um, I would such like to play. Song. I'd like to play it more, especially um, with the the clav solo that you added in twenty twenty one. Fan. Yeah, that's super fun. I I think you know it's very. You don't want to like if something's really working well. You don't want to like overplay it. So um, that's definitely something I think about um, in terms of like the, the you know improvisational sections. I think. Yeah, Mysterio took quite the turn. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. With so with with the influx of new material this year, you you kind of alluded to this a little bit talking about all I need earlier, where it's like, yeah, well, you know, we're not always gonna do the second jam because we just got all this other shit that we want to play now. You know what I mean? Right. So so with this influx of of all these awesome new songs, has that changed the set list? construction and can you share with us any kind of insight into how the set lists are constructed each night yeah um i mean it definitely has i think you know there's a certain joy to playing like these new things you know um that's for sure it like any any new song like you're really excited about you want to play it more often um I think Animal has been played like a lot, even just yes. since its debut. <laughs> so like it, you know, it's a fun song. Like it's fun to play. Um, ends up being played more. Um, and I think you see in like the later half of this year or 2022, there was a lot of like bigger, higher profile shows in which, you know, it probably swayed the set lists a lot um, as opposed to like the spring was like a little bit more, you know, low key in comparison to the fall. So I think there was a little bit more diversity going on in the spring, um, you know, as opposed to like the fall, there was a lot more like, okay, um, we're playing red rocks for the first time. Or we're like, we're opening for Trey. Like let's definitely put our best foot forward here. Um, Mm -hmm. some festivals, you know, ACL, it's like, I think we repeated songs from like the previous week, but you know, it was like hunger site or something, you know, it's like, that's yeah, that's song, any like, uh, drip the album coming out. You're trying yeah. to yeah. The there's there's a lot there. more going on than like traditionally there would be. I think like Hunger Site now is like charting on like radio, like FM radio all over the country. So it's like 
you know, we didn't Very really, cool. we didn't really expect that, but like that kind of like, you know, that kind of react, that kind of traction, like as a, as just a regular band, like you kind of have to be like, oh yeah, we have to play that song. <laughs> like at the very, very like, you know, at the big festival with all the people, you know, who are like maybe more like mainstream music fans. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think in terms of set list construction, there is like a process of like, I go through and like plot out, you know, if we have a run of like five shows, I'll like plot out all the songs for each show. And then Rick will take a look um, and we'll just try and balance them out as best we can. And then it's like, you know, when the sh- when it's time for show day, probably like it usually happens like an hour or 30 minutes before the show. It just kind of gets dialed in. Order gets put together. Um, maybe a song or two is traded out for a different night if we feel like, ah, uh, this set does, doesn't have like everything we needed. Like we thought we were good, but we're not like, let's throw something else in. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, that's kind of the process. And is that more you and Rick and like coach? I know a little bit too, but just you guys kind of getting it's, in there. It's mostly Rick and I. Yeah. And yeah. coach comes in for assistance here and there. Um, Jeff too, you know, Oh, Jeff and- um, like occasional, you know, but it's mostly Rick and I. Mm-hmm. Coach he's writes like, the set list on paper, though. Yeah, okay. the physical. Yeah, he's like, we need an American woman in here tonight, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's been times where a coach has left out a song and <laughs> hasn't been played. <laughs> so, yeah, that that does happen. I, I think mm-hmm. there was even one circumstance of like, we played. Oh, dude, this is the funniest thing ever! Like, opening of um, New Orleans. <laughs> Jeff's opening of New Orleans, uh, like night two, I think it was. Yeah, Co- Co- I think maybe Coach wrote Tumblay on the set list or something, which means like we're gonna play like the slower one. Turns out like Rick really wanted to play the normal one, so like we go out there, like start playing, like I'd start doing the vintage vibe thing. Like the band sees Tumblay, you know, <laughs> we go to yeah. play it, and then like it turns out. It was actually supposed to be the other one, or like, or Rick at least thought it was, <laughs> and then uh, and had written it that way. And then you know, during the jam, we transitioned to the other part of tumble. So I mean, it created like oh, a yeah, really yeah. a really cool tumble anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, classic, classic stuff. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was really cool from the couch too. I remember loving the the transition and you know the way that Rick kind of weaved in the the composed part to the the tumble jam totally i mean i i think it made i mean it just created some really unique stuff so thanks to coach for putting an extra like accent on it. <laughs> you know it's yeah, so funny that tumble generated a lot of questions right because around the same time arabolo played and then did kind of the inverted tumble thing and we were all like like what the hell is going on with tumble and you know right. uh it turns out <laughs> that it was just a an accent in a place oh my god uh, Cool. Yeah. That's the good stuff. This is a, another couple, and then you know we'll move to our final Can unveiling. I, I want to ask you guys a question. Yo, yes. Um, okay, let me see where it is on the bracket here. Um, here's the here's the time for jams that should have made it. Yeah, I got a jam here that I think uh, major snub. I say I think is a major major snub. Where is it on the bra- bracket? Um, Okay, it's the it's the uh Richmond Rosewood. Where is mm. that? 
That's a uh, Camino Ten seed. That was incredible. I just do that. <laughs> I, I know where things are. I, ha- I also have the bracket in front of me. Oh yes, that right. was did, versus did, the did Philly. It, did it beat the Philly? All I need? No, it did not. All right, first mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been a very close matchup with his pancakes. I think this is like one of the coolest jams of the year, um, and I don't know how it's ranked at ten. Upon listening back, I was like. This is incredible! Like, what, what's going on? Like, what, why is this a ten? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, that do you guys like that jam? Like, what's the vibe? I, I think that's one that we all had higher. Yeah, I think I think we all had. Uh, you know, a lot of that. A lot of the, so a lot of the the fall jams that kind of had those really pretty jams, and you where you had some, you know. Rick kind of almost doing some finger picking, right. you know, starting those jams off with some real gentle rhythmic play. And so you had that Rosewood and then the, the Nola pancakes, drip field a, a from really Atlanta. amazing jam. And then the drip field also. So, yeah, um, I'm kind of sad that none of those jams are still around. Oh yeah. Like I'm just going to play a segment. I mean, it just gets ripping right off the bat. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think that one's great. Um, but, um, you know, to be honest, that wasn't the Rosewood I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's okay. Um, there was the, the Portland one. Yes, that one. Okay, wait. In February? Yeah, I need to go back here. That one, see, but also that one was against the Chrysalis Earthling in the first round. That's, I mean, that's a bummer. Oh, it was definitely this one. Okay, sorry. It was a 14. I, yeah, miss, that one I got misspoke. By the Earthling, yeah. Okay, this is like, I love this. This one, everyone should go listen to this jam. Uh, Portland Rosewood, signed, sealed, delivered. I think this is like one of the coolest. I don't know. This is a great segment. Great plan by T. Trevor was all was amazing this year. I yeah. think he stepped up a lot. Yeah, I love I love that jam. Um, Fourteen seed, no way. I think that's like a I'd put that as like a three in my my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's yeah, no, it's it's, it's crowd seed. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, glad it, I'm glad it's in here because I I like that one, and I think there's a lot of um, I think there's a lot of rosewoods that end up sounding like. They kind of have a similar thing. It's harder to distinguish, um, you know. So I think like that one really stands out to me. Um, you didn't like, even, you know, if I can, if I can pull receipts on you here, you didn't rank that one. Well, that's because I didn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but upon re-listening, I was like, that one, that one, that one's really good. It is. I, you were, uh, you also. Uh, you had the Atlas Dogs, oh yeah, from, from Portland, Portland up really yeah. high. Also, one that one shreds. I think totally. it's really good. Has anyone listened to that recently? <laughs> I listen to it I all did. the time. The I mean, I, lo- I love the song. Outrageous! Yeah, it's so good. We want the big, Dogs. the big Atlas Dogs back. It's good to yeah. see it. At least the originals back. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is kind of cool. Yeah. I think it just gets nuts. 
It just gets faster and faster and faster. Super <laughs> like, high it's energy. crazy. Yeah. Is this at like, like I, you would never guess this is Atlas Dogs. <laughs> right. And we don't play that um, second jam all the time, or that we don't play the jam in that one all the time. So yeah, um, yep. I think we were just kind of still figuring it out at that point. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, for instance, like the Philly Hunger Site, which I think is so good. Um, oh, there you go. You know, you kind of like <laughs> you kind of get that figuring the jam out energy, which I think, you know, it produced like I think like the Pittsburgh, and you know, there was a really good version of Pancakes on the debut. Yes. Um, yes. So in San I think Diego. Like, yeah, I think there was like a lot of good energy for like the beginning of those songs, like kind of like these more jam staples that we've kind of like learned to love over, the, or you know, learned to adopt as jam staples over the course of the year. But like the beginning versions were pretty, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the debut Redbird is also excellent. Yeah, still still holds up. Yep. Yeah, San Francisco. Um, yeah, so so much fun to play that one. Now I, I am curious your opinion on one more jam that didn't make the bracket. The Glens sure. Falls Modavon. Um oh, I love that jam. Love it. It's great. Okay. That one's the one without Trey, right? Correct. Yeah, I think um I walked off that set and I remember thinking like, man, we really just nailed that set. Like that one felt like one of the strongest ones to me off that run. And that mod of on it was like a really cool thing because I felt like we were, we were like jamming and exploring with Trey a little bit, and like we had, you know, there was that really good all I need from like night one. Yeah. Um, yes. And it felt really good to like go play that mod of on, um, on that run. It just felt like a really like, mm-hmm. it felt really strong. So, um, yeah, that one is near and dear to my heart for sure. Uh, that was guys- also. <laughs> sorry, that was also the. Uh, the Redbird jacket night and the Redbird with Trey. Big Redbird. Yes. How was that, how what was that like playing Redbird with Trey? That was a a really really special moment. Um, that song is written about my mom, and the night before, my mom got to meet Trey backstage, uh-huh. which was like so cool for me, um, and so cool for her. Like she's like, she's like, oh, you know, like I met Trey, like no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> She, you know, that's that was a big moment for her, and like, you know, if I, I, you know, I, I got a, like a text from Trey the other day, like I texted Trey, and and you know, he was like, say hi to your mom for me, like he, always, <laughs> he always is just like, you know, he's like, he always, pretty much every conversation we have, he's like, oh, how's your mom doing? Like, that's awesome. <laughs> so like, there's there's kind of a cool thing going on there, uh, where I felt like they had a, a good kinship when they met, so, um. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't know. My mom is like very bubbly and fun. So is Trey, really. So like it was, you know, um, it it was really special for me to play that with him and have him sing a verse. Um, it was something I wanted to do like as soon as I found out he was coming to Radio City, but um, didn't happen that night. Uh, just had to save it mm-hmm. for Glens Falls with the Redbird was, jacket, like Glens yeah. Falls Redbirds. <laughs> was there? Um, now with with the tray piece too, an extension on that, like you, you talk, we talked about the newness of the jams, and then like Radio City, you know, Hunger Site, Arcadia, like there's some right. chances taken there, and then that All I Need in Portland was probably it was my favorite jam with Trey from the tour. Yeah. But then it sort of like Rick and Trey kind of got into that almonds lick trading thing, like 
you feel right. like it's sort of right you're, you're kind of finding these spaces with him especially and like maybe that leads to some of the stuff that we like a little bit more but but then you rick and trey are just like finding that space each night and you're just kind of leaning into that was that is that sort of similar patterns you find with new songs jamming with somebody else on stage consistently it's interesting because i feel like we've never jammed that much with anybody on stage so yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah i think it did kind of like settle into a zone um and like they got really good at it yeah <laughs> like, no kidding <laughs> but at the end of the thing it was like one mind um so like i mean i think that was really cool because you don't like that's very rare for like rick and i to like find that zone um so like it was really cool to have like some of these versions of songs end up in that that space and like have a bunch of the recordings of that happening um because like you don't really get a version of a song like Elmeg that's like that or yeah, right well, like some of the other things so it's like it's cool to have those versions you know um cool I'm, I'm, yeah i'm glad it developed as it did and, and they got really tight so it was like it was super cool absolutely yeah. all right now before we wrap up the episode uh because we're running out of time a little bit here we have a very 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 special reveal here um, i'm gonna hand <laughs> right, it over to neil to to talk about it well neil you got it you got oh, to talk it. about it well, you got to oh, sure. intro it first, kind of the background on what this is. But the, this is the what the grand prize winner of the bracket prediction competition is going to win. Neil, take it yeah, away. Yeah. So, right. So we wanted to think of like a prize this year. The, last year it was the <laughs> the Buffalo nineteen final, right? So we're like, how do we top that? I mean, like, what an amazing thing to win. So we crafted, uh, handcrafted out of gold, um, a trophy for the winner. And like I have to get in like proper position to uh, to, to kind of unveil this, but like, so, go. Yeah, can, like can Peter? Can you do you have anything that's uh, akin to like a dramatic clip from from anything right there? Something sure. or something triumphant? Uh, let's see. What he loves here. the triumphants. Mm -hmm. Some triumphants. It's a it's a very special trophy, <laughs> one of a kind. It's oh, a one of a kind idea. piece. Le one. Ellie won. Oh, beautiful. Oh, it's so perfect. Wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, oh my God. The golden strange man. <laughs> How'd you get that? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That this just came up one. in conversation one night. We were like, how, you know, how do we have a trophy? And I was like, we need a golden strange man. So I just got a strange man and I made him gold. It's not actual gold. It's but... the raw version, actually. Um, <laughs> thankfully, Ron's cast. <laughs> thankfully, they weren't sold out um, yes. on the, in the merch store. So you too could buy your golden strange man. Yes. Minus yeah. the gold. Um, but so, so the winner of the bracket prediction contest will receive that. The golden strange man. Do you guys uh, know who's memory. in first place? Um, we can announce it right now. In first Not place me. currently. You know, this is changing almost on a daily basis, but we right. currently have a tie. Oh. At 51 points apiece. Lotus Knot and Greg Moran. Wow. Let's see what happens. Shout out to them. We've got we've got a lot a lot left. You know, every every round is worth more points. So What do you guys pick to win the whole thing? San Fran Wisteria. San Fran. San Fran Wisteria. San Fran. It's a pod consensus. But do you think it'll actually 
win the whole thing. Now it anything will. can happen. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I do if it doesn't. I, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of good picks though. Like we said, you got people in the the L the Legend Valley All I Need camp, the Raleigh Madavan, and the San Francisco Wisteria. Like those are just peak jams. I mean, and yeah. think about that. Whatever think, you like, think, they're all amazing. I think the Nash cakes I would put up there. There's another. I mm-hmm. think that one. You know, I would I would be worried. You know, if I was the Legend Valley All I Need. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. I think the Nash cakes is really strong. It I, is. I, you know, it depends how people. You know, depends on their perspective. I think that one's a really good one. I think the you know the wisteria is going. Redbird, I think, is going. You know that that modavon. I don't know. It seems like the seating was pretty good. There we go. Mostly. Shout out to the community. Uh, yeah, and great job, forget. everybody. And don't you know, it's so cool to see time. everybody doing this kind of thing because, um, you know, I, I would like to see like a show bracket. Maybe it doesn't have to be sixty-four shows, but like it'd be cool to see. Um, like cr- crowd voted like the best shows or something like that. I know we got the Jive Goose list. Um, <laughs> Trust the resources. Controversy. Controversy. I mean, maybe we don't need the bracket since we have the Jive Goose list. It's true. Yeah. We've all been beaten to submission. It's Philly Night too. Uh, Philly it's, Night. You know, it's what it is. That's what yeah. he's named his dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a top ten goose inspired dog name. It is Hunger Sight. Middle name is Philly Night too. Drive goose. There you go. If we get yeah. another one, yeah. Philly Night Two. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll have to see how Philly Night Two goes in in March, and you know if if the name still has the same sterling quality to it. Mm. Is the but, uh, is the rock? I mean, sorry. Is the Nashville like three four on the top ten shows list? I can, no, I don't remember. Three five is, I think. Really? Well, that that second set is possibly the best set you've ever played yeah oh, Nashville night two set two. Oh yeah i remember that being that's pretty wild on paper that's insane yeah yeah, yeah but well, that, that's a, that that's a the... good two night run because like night that that like pancakes and the rockdale from that are really good mm-hmm. there was yeah. a lot of good two night runs i was and that's also Philly. a night four and five yeah. in a row oh yeah that week in march was really solid it was it was fun yeah you yeah. guys were clicking yeah yeah, I feel like that night too. It was definitely like a let's just like go all out kind of thing. I think the setlist is crafted in that way of like last night of a like a week run. It's like let's mm-hmm. give them the business. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are we are all ready very very excited yeah. uh, for spring tour. You guys have a, a lot of dates coming up. Yeah. Uh, in the next few months, which is awesome. Yes, I'm super excited. Some returns to like some of these venues, which is kind of cool. Um, or at least the maybe it's just one, <laughs> maybe the Bozeman one. The that's Alan, yeah, of. yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Oh, and the and the one in um, Madison, Wisconsin, too. Yeah, I'll be there in, at Madison, the Sylvie. Yep, we yeah, heard you thought... guys. I heard you, you guys like that spot. Oh, love it! It's so beautiful. Great, yeah. um, good accommodations backstage. Nice. There's we like, need to get oh, to Milwaukee though. Great. What's the deal here? <laughs> we're an hour and a half away in we're, we're, we're not Milwaukee. here to we're not here to criticize no. the I had oh to put God. it in there because yes. I don't think you guys have played in Milwaukee ever still well I guess we haven't but you know yeah. it probably won't be too long you know there we it'll go. happen yeah it'll happen, before, it'll it'll happen before Toronto so yeah everyone should come all right well um, thank you guys Peter, for having me thank you so much 
so much for being on the podcast today. We really, uh, it, was, it was a joy to have you on. Uh, we look forward to doing it again at some point. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe we'll see you next year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> same time, same yeah. place. Sweet same time, same place, same influence. Amazing. <laughs> All right. And everybody listening, um, as always, we will be live the day after every single Goose show on Spring Tour, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Join us. If you're going to shows and you want to be on the pod, reach out to us on social media. We'd love to have you. We'll try, and get, those, we'll try and get those boards up. Thank there you. We, <laughs> we, we appreciate the hustle on the boards. <laughs> Feels good. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, have a fantastic rest of your day. Get involved in the rest of the bracket, and we will see you soon. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.